0: From Optimized Health, this is the True Health Podcast, where we unlearn diet culture and personalize our health one tip and story at a time. Today we are talking about mindful eating tips for Thanksgiving and the holidays. So when I think of this, just to kind of preface up front for who this episode is for and maybe who it's not for... Um, if you think of a quick kind of range where maybe on one side of the spectrum is the approach that is, you know what, it's Thanksgiving, it's, you know, insert blank holiday, whatever holiday. I really don't want to be thinking about this stuff at all. I want to eat whatever I want. I want to enjoy it. I want to kind of go wild and I'm not going to feel any, you know, any thoughts around that, guilt around that, as you shouldn't anyway, but just kind of, leave me alone. I'm doing my thing. I'm going to eat whatever I want and then we can revisit. By all means, I fully respect that completely, um, uh, a thousand percent. But this specific episode is not really for that line of thinking. So I just want to share that up front. The other side of that spectrum is being very restrictive, very obsessive, saying, you know what, Good news, everybody, I found the store, they're open Thanksgiving morning. I'm making my own steamed broccoli and uh, grilled chicken breast. You guys enjoy Thanksgiving. I'm gonna just stare at the wall so I don't even look at this food to be too tempted by it. At least I'm hitting my, you know, calorie goal and I'm just gonna do that. That is, by all means respect, definitely not who this episode's for either. So we're not really looking at either of those ends of the spectrum today. For this conversation, we're looking at that gray area in between, which is usually where I sit with my approach towards all of this stuff. So for those people listening who might be going into Thanksgiving or into holidays and saying, you know, I want to indulge. I want to enjoy. I'm not going to be overly restrictive. I'm not going to beat myself up for eating pumpkin pie. You know, there are certain foods I really want to enjoy. I'm going to just enjoy, be present, you know, all that kind of stuff, but you know, I don't want to go totally, quote unquote, off the rails. I don't want to go so wild. I want to still eat relatively healthy. I still want to kind of stay on track with my health goals and my usual routines, but throw in some indulgences here and there, but still be kind of thoughtful and mindful and not feel like I did too much damage, you know, over that holiday or holiday weekend where maybe you're traveling or something like that. That kind of middle ground, that gray area, that overlap in that Venn diagram is who this episode is for. So up front, if you're on either end of the spectrum, totally cool. This might not land well with you, everybody else, if that makes sense. um, Let's dive into it. So. This is an interesting time of year, and I want to make this practical and tactical. Um, I know everybody's situation is different. Obviously, I don't know every individual listener's specific menu and family dynamic and all this kind of stuff, but there are a few general things that whether it's with our health coaching clients or in general, I find to be really helpful um, and just wanted to share them. Okay, so I'm picturing Thanksgiving as the example we're talking about today because that's in a few days. Um, first thing I would say for those people is you want to make the decision. So you have to get clear up front what you want to do, right? What do you want your eating to be like? You can't really go in blind and say things like, yeah, well, hopefully it's not too bad, right? Also, what is bad even? But Hopefully it's not too bad or yeah, I hope I, you know, do this or do, like that's not, that's BS. That's not helpful. Hopefully I do. It's like, what are you even talking about? Like, let's have some real thought here. Um. So the first thing is make the decision. And what that looks like or means is you are in advance of the moment when that food or family or members putting food in your face or whatever is in front of you, you're just consciously deciding what you would hope your eating looks like at that event. So that might be saying, I'm deciding that going into that day, I'm going to focus more on veggies and turkey and still eat stuffing, still eat mashed potatoes, but not let that dominate my plate, right? That's an example of kind of some balance. You have some foods that you might not typically be eating that much of, but you're still gonna kind of prioritize and notice what's on your plate. Another example of making a decision might be, I love pumpkin pie. I'm gonna have a slice of pumpkin pie or I'm gonna have two slices of pumpkin pie if I want to. I'm kind of deciding that up front. And a third example is thinking about the food and kind of appetizers, cocktail hour, all day food, pigs in a blanket, cheese and crackers, whatever food is kind of roaming around, that sort of thing, chips and salsa, whatever. Um, sitting out before that Thanksgiving or holiday meal. There are decisions to be made around that. That is the area I actually find that is usually more challenging for people than the Thanksgiving meal itself. Because a Thanksgiving meal itself, you kind of already know what to expect. You already know, generally speaking, what's on the table. You can kind of picture your plate already. Um... Portions are something you can be a little aware of already, or you at least have a sense of what that'll look like. Whereas miscellaneous appetizers that come out every 30 minutes or a family member who's constantly bringing new food out or asking you if you want more, asking you if you want more, putting more on your plate or sliding the bowl of whatever over in front of you, that stuff you can't totally predict as well. So sometimes this idea of making the decision can apply more to not the main meal, but to things like that. So you might say, you know what, I'm going to have a couple glasses of red wine. I'm going to have pumpkin pie. I'm going to have some mashed potatoes and stuffing, but I'm not going to eat the other apps. I'm not going to eat the cheese and crackers. And that's my kind of balance in my head, or that's where I would land, where I'm actually picking my battles. I'm eating the foods I really enjoy and noticing how delicious they are versus eating food that is just there. That's a different thing. Eating because I really love pumpkin pie and you enjoy and there's this satisfaction is a very different experience than eating, you know, chips and salsa for no reason just because you're kind of bored and or you're avoiding small talk with your, you know, uncle or whatever. That's a different reason for eating. Uh, so first is making the decision, right? That's number one. So you've decided. The second piece is planning ahead. This is something people overlook so much when they're trying to stay on track with their health goals or stay relatively consistent or whatever, especially when it goes beyond that specific meal, but comes across a full weekend of family plans and hangouts and all this kind of stuff. So in that lens, planning ahead might look like, okay, within the meal itself, planning ahead is, are you hosting? If so, you probably know what's being served. If not, is it a family member? Is it a friend? Is it a partner? Is it somebody you're close enough with or maybe your partner, if you're partnered, is close enough with that they can reach out and ask what the menu is going to be? That's a sense of planning ahead so you can be aware. If it's a potluck or if not, you can offer, even if it's not a potluck, to bring something. So you might be wanting to make sure there's some sort of healthy options. I get it, you know, especially um, w- with my uh, family and background in Ohio, you know, we aren't necessarily always thinking like the most health conscious people of all time. It's not typically how I was raised around Thanksgiving, right? So with that in mind, for example, you know, I already know, I've already like, Using my own life as an example, I'm going back home to Columbus, which I'm so excited about. I've already talked to my dad, who's organizing the menu and hosting. And, you know, we're going to have a bunch of root vegetables, and I'm in charge of buying the veggies, making the veggies, whatever I want to do. Not to say I'm only going to eat veggies, obviously, but for me, I'd like to have some sort of veggie in the meal. So I'm saying, hey, you guys don't worry about it. You, all good. I'm going to do all the work. I'm going to buy the stuff. I'm going to get it. I'm going to cook it. I just want to make sure there's some sort of veggie. So that's another example of planning ahead. But planning ahead also could look like, hey, beyond Thursday, right? Beyond Thanksgiving, what's the rest of the weekend like? While I'm in town, are there restaurants we plan on going to, right? Is there a lot of people watch sports Thanksgiving weekend, you know, what, what are we going to be eating on Saturday for uh, the football game or Sunday for the football game? You know, is there anything I can bring or offer for that? And maybe you're offering to cook that day and you're making a chili or you're making something that feels, you know, savory and good and cozy and delicious, but also kind of health promoting and you can be proactive and offer to be involved with that. Um, and similarly, if you're going to be going out to restaurants or wherever while you're traveling, maybe... Can you be proactive about helping pick that restaurant? So again, first is making the decision each of these days, each of these meals, what do I want to do? What feels good to me? You know, including, like I said, kind of what indulgences do I want to have? And the second piece is planning ahead. So whether for that meal itself, it might be bringing uh, kind of healthier uh, or health promoting or whatever word you want to use for that. Uh, bringing that food to that appetizer kind of hangout beforehand. Maybe you're bringing a soup. Maybe you're bringing a salad. Maybe you're bringing uh, crudite, like a veggie tray with some hummus. Um, maybe you're making or buying meatballs, and it's just meatball appetizers on a skewer if you want to get some, some protein in and enjoy that. There's lots of stuff you can have as snack food. Maybe it's a shrimp cocktail. You know, something like this fits the vibe, fits the style, fits the theme. It's nothing that's going to make you feel socially outcast or uncomfortable or get weird comments or any of that kind of stuff, but it's still kind of health promoting. So planning ahead, again, not just for the appetizers, not just for the meal itself, but for that whole weekend, maybe that you're with family or traveling is another helpful tool. Um, The next thing is on the meal itself, As far as that day, just to get a little specific, um, first, number one, do not do what everybody does, which is, quote unquote, save up your calories for that meal. That is not a thing that has... Have you ever done that and afterwards been like, yeah, I, I feel really good. That really worked. No, of course not. It it doesn't work. It's not a thing. It's just a psychological way to feel um, like there's some safety net or something. I don't really know. But the problem with, quote unquote, saving up your calories is, A, you then sit down to that Thanksgiving meal starving and hope. God that you get some willpower somehow that magically strikes you as you sit down to the table, uh, which doesn't exist because at that point your body is literally starving, like discipline and willpower goes out the window. Um, and two, I just want to point out that whatever you were probably going to have for breakfast that day, maybe it's oatmeal, maybe it's some eggs, maybe it's, I don't know, chicken sausage or a... Uh, avocado toast or whatever, whatever you were going to have for breakfast that you were deciding not to eat to save up those calories. I promise when you sit down at that Thanksgiving table and you're starving, whatever you overeat in that moment is going to be worse for you than those eggs were that you sacrificed uh, that morning. So just the best thing you can do, eat a normal breakfast, eat a normal lunch, go into it, you know, not in a state of feast or famine, literally, but eat a normal breakfast, normal lunch, go into the meal mindfully, decide what you want to indulge with and enjoy that. Um, So that's that. The next piece I want to say, because I always have to touch on this, because this is a huge piece nobody talks about or very few people talk about and as, as people who listen to this and know my work know, I'm very big on connecting the emotional piece of you to the physical piece of you. Uh, the emotional self to the role food is playing in your life. I just want to say that it is incredibly common to feel some sort of social anxiety, some sort of triggery feeling, some sort of stress or anxiousness around the holidays, around maybe certain family members, around being out of your usual routines, being back home for some, you know, this stuff time of year brings up a lot for a lot of people. And I want to acknowledge that. And often, especially if there's large groups of people or lots of family members or cousins that you don't see too often or whatever, if you happen to be in a setting where there's a lot of small talk normally or a lot of, you know, filler time wasted, like that charcuterie board sounds like a fantastic escape from small talk with blank person you don't really want to talk to. So I'm not saying any of this is good or bad or right or wrong. I'm just asking you to be aware. If you're finding yourself noticing, I'm not really hungry, but I'm just kind of compulsively eating and snacking and this type of stuff. Maybe just check in with yourself. What's going on emotionally? What's going on inside right now? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling stressed? Do you need to get some fresh air? Do you need to go sit in the other room for a few minutes to get a break from family or small talk or whatever? You know, whatever that looks like is fine. I just want you to notice the role food is playing. Are you enjoying that food? Are you eating it and it's delicious? Are you um, aware you're even eating? Or is it just kind of happening and later you're going to realize, oh, wait, what was going on there? So I just want to highlight that and mention that emotional piece too. Um, The other thing on the emotional level and kind of the mental piece of this whole thing is I often say that the stress we put on what we're eating is far worse for us than any food itself. And I think that's totally true. And so part of the reason for this kind of planning ahead and being mindful and just aware of what you're eating and all this kind of stuff is to avoid a situation where you go in super restrictive and you're saying, I'm not going to eat pumpkin pie. I'm not going to eat pumpkin pie. I'm not going to eat pumpkin pie. It's not healthy. It's not healthy, whatever. And then inevitably going and eating the pumpkin pie and feeling like shit and beating yourself up. And then when you feel like shit and beat yourself up, that cycle happens where you eat the thing, the guilt or shame around that, negative self-talk steps in. And then in that space, you say, well, fuck it. This whole weekend's off anyway. So now I'm going to eat three slices of pie and then I'm going to eat this. And then I'm going to eat as much as I can. And I'm going to eat the leftovers tomorrow. And I'm going to eat breakfast burritos. And then I'll be back on on Monday. That is much worse than if you said up front, hey, I'm going to eat, I mean, that's much worse than if you said, hey, I'm going to eat a pumpkin pie every day of this trip, and that's what I'm going to do. And then you did it, and you felt great about it. I'm not necessarily encouraging you to eat a full pie every day of wherever you're going, but you get my point. The mental piece, the guilt and shame and that type of thing is going to spiral into other negative behaviors or behaviors you just don't feel great about. Um... Whereas if you otherwise just said, hey, I'm going to enjoy pie, I'm going to have a couple slices or I'm going to have one slice or two slices or whatever, and then you did it and you wouldn't feel shame and guilt because you already knew you were going to and you can actually enjoy it versus eating in kind of a compulsive way and then not enjoying it and feeling guilty and you never even enjoyed it. Um, one other tip before I forget is if you are somebody who wants to really be aware of what they're eating. A huge tip I would give, is especially at the big kind of holiday meals, the Thanksgiving meal, is to serve and eat veggies first. At least serve them. You don't have to eat them first necessarily, but the idea is typically around that Thanksgiving table, right, you've got turkey, maybe you've got these kind of roast root vegetables like I'm talking about, uh, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce, bread or sweet potato casserole or whatever, usually there's the scarcity piece, which is I rarely eat stuffing. I rarely eat mashed potatoes, right? I'm going to load up on stuffing and mashed potatoes and gravy and, uh, bread and whatever. And then I'll throw on some Turkey. And if there's any, you know, maybe I'll throw a couple carrots on because my plate feels very gray. Let's just throw some Brussels sprouts or carrots. Give me like three Brussels sprouts, whatever. The opposite, again, if you're looking for this kind of more balanced or health-promoting plate uh, or environment would be uh, the first thing I'm putting on my plate. I'm going to load up on some veggies or some salad or whatever the kind of green element or veggie element is. Then next, I'm serving my protein, my turkey. And then I'm going to last put on my potatoes, my stuffing, whatever. All you're doing, you're still eating the same food foods, all you're doing is changing the order of priority, the portion size, the breakdown, there's fewer space on the plate to have that stuffing and potatoes at the end. Um, That's just a tip that I found really helpful for people. And the last thing I want to say about this is I often find myself conflicted at times between the part of me that wants to say, you know, hey, it's Thanksgiving. Why are you even recording an episode giving mindful eating tips? Like, eat whatever the hell you want. Like, don't even talk about this. I completely get that and resonate with that deeply. And I also know that there are many people, especially people kind of in our community, who are going into these holidays in the middle of a health journey that they are doing A lot of work on and pouring themselves into and there's a lot of emotionally you know emotional stuff going on there and making lots of progress and working on changing their habits and behaviors and from my personal experience i know something that seems as small or simple as hey it's just one meal relax is not just one meal so i get it especially back um, in my life, you know, I remember it's like it's not one meal because one meal trickles into the next and into the next and into the next, and all of a sudden, you know, you're back at square one of your health journey. And it doesn't feel good. I've been there a million times. It does not feel good. So I just want to highlight if anybody's listening to this going like, Oh my god, just let people eat whatever they want. Like, of course I said it, I said it up front. Eat whatever you want. I have no judgment to that at all. But this specific episode are for those people who are in the middle of a health journey or just want to stay relatively within their usual habits with some indulgences. Um, you know, that's who this episode is for. And I just know from my own experience, from clients I do health coaching work with, you know, people in the world ask about this. Um, that's real too, and every view is valid, and I just wanna say that um, again. So again, I understand all perspectives. Um, I have lots of episodes on kind of all of those perspectives, and I I, I get it, but um, for this specific episode today, I really wanted to highlight that gray area, so I just wanna say that too. Um, So that is it. I hope that is helpful. So we talked through just a recap. A lot of quick tips around um, making the decision, planning ahead, and then noticing your emotional environment when you're in these social settings, family settings, travel settings, that kind of stuff, and the role food is playing in relation to your emotional environment. Um, I am super grateful for all of you. Um, I will be traveling back home to Columbus, Ohio, which I'm excited for. I will be eating pumpkin pie and uh, enjoying it. And I am feeling grateful for all of you. So thank you. And remember, as always, instead of relying on discipline or willpower in an unhealthy environment, to create your healthy environment. I'll see you soon.